I am rolling whenever you want to take it away. Okay. <laughs> I have an announcement. <laughs> I just want to point out that anybody that's been listening to us for over a year, when did we start this podcast? I don't know. 2015, 16? I don't know. This is episode 49 or something. Yeah, we took our time. <laughs> yeah. But if you were to scroll back or you remember exactly a year ago around this time in a studio, where were we? At a studio in Brooklyn? Yeah. I recorded a podcast with you with strep and bronchitis. <laughs> and lo and behold, a year later, I am sitting in a studio again. Is it the same day? With the same plague of a sickness. You have antibiotics running through you. You're better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a little hopped up on cough syrup, I'm not going to lie. So I'm, <laughs> this is going to be great. This is going to be a good podcast, but I'm excited. No, we don't have any guests. We've The last four or five podcasts that we've done, we've had guests with us and now it's just you and me no one no one can see the lighting in this room but it's very i feel like delilah Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm supposed to be like (laughs) no it's nice fyi rich our sound guy you will not catch it like (laughs) i am on antibiotics so we're good (laughs) so we we've been we've been living it up this summer yeah this is the first summer we took off like hardcore took off that i feel like we've not been working yeah. Well, we've been working, but we haven't been traveling for work. Well, we always go so hard pretty much fall into spring with touring and classes and traveling and, you know, coaching never stops. That's year round. You know, we're still coaching, but um, we've been taking so many vacations and I am loving it. Yeah. I'm loving I went it. to Maine. Self-care. Went to Maine. Went to Lake George. Yeah. Lake George was so fun. Not in Maine. Lake George in New York. And then I went to Bath, Maine, which... That's a whole story in itself. Don't ever go there. Anybody's from Bath, Maine. Um, it was 45 minutes outside of Portland. Portland was great. And then um, heading home to Michigan. So all of our Michigan listeners will, will like that. I'll be up at Lake Misaki. I'm so jealous. Lake life this summer. That's all we've been doing. And then I'm going to Mexico in November. Killer. Oaxaca. Oaxaca. And you're doing things. You're traveling as well. I was in Miami. I will be in Denver next week. And then the beaches of North Shore. <laughs> and then, That's Jersey Shore. Yep. I didn't want to say that. Thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> it's actually the worst beach, especially when you grew up in Florida and Paradise on like the be- beautiful beaches down there. So then I go it's there. Like garbage and, like, beach. Yeah, but there's a pool and I'm going to live it up there. And um, then I'm going to be doing a, a couple Caribbean trips this during the winter. Mm, mm-hmm. So that will be exciting. So we have a lot to talk about today. We do have a lot to talk about. But we wanted to get everybody caught up because yeah. we haven't had time. Our life is great and fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had time to tell anyone what we're doing. Um, no, we, so Sid and I were deciding what we were going to talk about in our podcast. And then we realized that one of the things we don't ever talk about is... What we do. What we do. (laughs) The the curriculum of coaching, um, the topics of coaching, um, how our program works. So I thought we should spend the next 30 minutes talking about that. It's funny because so many people listen to this podcast, which thank you so much. Yeah. It still blows my mind every day that you want to hear words come out of my mouth. (laughs) 
Second, people follow us on Instagram, and we've built our whole entire company off of Instagram and this podcast. But and we've all of our students, our classes, our tours, everything has, has come from Instagram and the podcast. But no one actually knows what Destroy the Hairdresser really is and what we do. And I thought, you know, we both thought it would be so good to just share that. Well, I just want to point out too that we don't really ever talk about our successes either as a company. We do, we have not. We have spent $15 on marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have built... In five years. <laughs> in five years. Um, we have built our Instagram following organically, which it keeps growing. It's slow, but steady. Um, we actually just hit 21.4 today. Woo. Yeah, we were 21.3 for a couple weeks. <laughs> um, but every follower that, that kind of joins in on the Instagram following... That doesn't make sense. Every person that we have following us, we really appreciate. And um, we hope that we've curated really great content for you. But we don't really ever talk about what's in the coaching program. Yeah. Do you want to tell them how the coaching program works? And then we'll go into. Okay. So for everybody who thinks that Destroy the Hairdressers out there to kill hairdressers, hurt hairdressers, scheme you into some weird coaching program. We We don't have time for that. We have weird rumors about what we we do. We don't. We really focus on offering a one-on-one experience. And when we decided to create this company um, back in the day, that was the one thing that was missing is like there was no one-on-one support. And to have someone when you're, you're by yourself or you're in a salon and you feel like you have no one to turn to or no one to vent to or no one to bounce ideas off of or to guide you or support you or hold you accountable, um, it's really tough. And a lot of people, our industry rate uh, is very low with lasting beyond 10 years sometimes because it is very hard. We get to a point where we don't want to raise our prices. We don't want to change our, our experience. We don't want to try something new. And so reactively, we quit. And that's why the joke is hairdressers always become nurses. Right. Because they go into something where they can make money. They can grow. And the reality of it is that we actually have such a great opportunity with the career that we have to grow and to um, be very, very successful behind the chair until you decide to retire. So what we offer is a huge amount of, of one-on-one support um, with a curriculum to back it, which is incredible. I mean, we offer in our program not only your, you have the coach, but you have unlimited texts and emails with your coach. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I talk to my students every day, mm-hmm. pretty much. If not every day, we're seeing each other online. We're talking on social media. We're, and we're constantly sessions. Mm-hmm, we're constantly interacting. Um, we speak twice a month on the phone. And um, our coaches are certified life coaches as well. So we... Yeah really focus on um, emotional intelligence. And a lot of what we teach in our program is consciousness, emotional intelligence, um, you know, reactive behavior, figuring out where re- our reactive behavior is and transforming it to be more, be more proactive. There's the cough syrup, guys. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, we're, what we're, just trying, we're trying to destroy is the stereotypes that come with being just a hairdresser and uh, the stereotypes that you, you know, you'll never make money, you'll never be successful. And we want to squash all that and like rebuild what it means to be the kind of hairdresser that you are supposed to be. My, so all of my students have a WhatsApp group. There's about 29 of them. And that's one of the things that when you get a coach, um, every coach deals with their group of students differently. And I put all of mine in a WhatsApp group. It was experimental. It could have gone very badly. <laughs> um, and it's been really wonderful because it's one thing to have a coach, but and hear content and hear new ideas. But it's another when you need 
other people who have taken those concepts, applied them, and give you feedback mm-hmm. as well of how, how it worked. Or to how have it. a communal space where everybody is speaking the same language, right. you know? And we, I, I hook my students up constantly. So I'm, if I have two students that are kind of going through a same, same scenario, I link them up. And so many people have lived together, worked together, traveled the country together, Started careers together. Um, we went moved to classes. four people in together in New York City. It was insane. It was like the destroy the hairdresser great. house. They're all. I think they've all moved out, but they're all successful in their own right, which is incredible. But I was in my in that group um, of of all of my students. Somebody asked what the a- annual salary of a hairdresser is, and as of two thousand seventeen, do you know what it is? Mm-mm. What would you guess it is? Forty grand. Twenty four thousand. O M G. I overshot a- that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's the average. Well, I mean, Too I would I would have thought the same thing, but the average income of a hairdresser as of 2017, it may have changed. Yeah, is tw- around twenty four thousand dollars, which is I don't know how anyone is living. That's why everyone's leaving. Yeah. So it's funny because the dream was always for everybody when we were younger is to be a six figure hairdresser, mm-hmm. and we both have hit that through what we coach and practicing what we coach. And not only that, we get our students to get there, and we get mm-hmm. them there really fast. And guess how you don't get there. By like selling one million products, yeah, Groupons, Groupons, discounts, all mm-hmm. these things. So, you know, a lot of people think that you know setting benchmarks is enough, and we come from a benchmark background. Um, so we all know the benchmarks. I don't think yeah. there's anyone out there that doesn't know. You always how say much... two plus two will always equal four. Yeah, like two we don't plus need to two teach is you that always four. You're wasting your time if you are with a program that's going to just talk about numbers. But if you have negative beliefs around money, it's going to affect your income, right? And as much as you don't, we would love to blame your small town. And we'd love mm-hmm. to, everyone listening who's in a smaller town is like, well, they're in New York. Well, yeah. I've also not lived in New York and worked in multiple other cities and places that were I'm from small. northern Michigan. <laughs> right? I grew up in a farm in Florida right. and did hair out there. We still made more than $24,000 because it's all about how you, you know, your beliefs about money, your beliefs about work, um, and changing that whole conversation around emotional intelligence. A lot of people don't even know what emotional intelligence is. And I think when I'm talking to people that we work with, I, I try to remind people that emotional intelligence has nothing to do with being emotional. And everyone out there thinks they're empathic. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, most people are not empathic. Most people are sensitive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't feel other people. They feel, they just feel yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, most, people, most creative people, especially hairdressers, are emotional, but it doesn't mean they know what to do with them mm-hmm. or how to use them properly. And so, going through a system that can help you understand those things and also understands the hair industry as a whole, it's a lot different. And one of the main things that I hear from a lot of our current students is that, you know, I worked with other business consultants and I've done other programs and I realized that unless you've worked in salons at any capacity, mm-hmm. people don't, they don't really know what advice to give them. Yeah. Right. They, they're like, oh, well, you know, you need to, you need to uh, expand. It's like, but the emotional weight yeah. of what that even looks like and hiring people and hiring the right people and telling your team that you're going to be like, we're, we're one of the most emotional. It's like telling someone like, industries. go lose 50 pounds and then being like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it doesn't Easy. work. Easy. Like, it doesn't work. You know, there's a process to everything and that's, we support you through the process and we teach you what the process is and we make you face the process, you know? Right. And it's, it's also, when you're talking about emotional intelligence and um, how artists are very emotional. Um, I think one thing I see is that everybody tries to be very positive 
Oh, and there's such a difference between emotional intelligence and being proactive and being positive. I had someone That's ask why they're me, different words. Yeah. <laughs> I had someone ask me the other day um, if I was human. Why? And, because I was giving an example of how I uh, was challenged with, uh, I was confronted with the challenge and how I used emotional intelligence to be more proactive and take a breath and figure out what it was and then proactively find a solution for that challenge. And um, they were like, are you human? And I was like, yeah, I get pissed off all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, but the difference between being conscious is, is how you transform it afterwards. It's right. not about not being angry, not being sad, not being happy, not feeling emotion. It's what you're doing with those emotions. Are you, uh, are you becoming a hostage to those emotions or are, or are you letting yourself become a hostage or are you um, taking control or do you, who's driving the car? And basically? we're dealing with, I mean, especially if you own a salon or if you work next to people in a salon, the amount of emotions and reactive behavior that you're dealing with on a daily basis and clients. I mean, I, anyone who doesn't have a support system set up for themselves, family is not strong enough. They don't get it. Mm -hmm. Friends, not strong enough. They don't get it. No one understands salon life unless they've been in it or are currently in it. So that's why we created the program, right? I always and, tell my salon owners, you're basically, um, you're basically a parent now. Yes. To adults. Yes. And I always tell them, you know, one of the biggest things I hear from salon owners, I hate repeating myself. Well, mm -hmm. that's your job. Your mm -hmm. full-time job as a salon owner is repetition, <laughs> right? And to repeat yourself. And I... It will never stop. I just heard this the other day from someone that said, they said practice, practice makes performance. And I'm always used to hearing practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. But I, I like that practice makes performance. And that's I think really cool. a lot of leaders think I'm supposed to already know. A lot of leaders in, in business think I'm supposed to already know how to lead and, and then they don't practice anything. Yeah. But we'll go take a balayage class, yeah. even though we know how to do it. I think the concept, too, around, like, if you're a salon owner and you're a parent, it's like you want, you want what's best for your children. And so, you know, being their best friend isn't going to help them, you no. know? But teaching them uh, emotional intelligence or using emotional intelligence to hold them accountable to what they want to achieve in their career is automatically going to make your salon successful. It's like happy wife, happy life, that saying, like that kind of thing. And for, for stylists behind the chair, you also have to remember um, that now you're in a family. And so it's the sense of how can you be really strong and influential within your family? Mm -hmm. And then supporting the people around you to hold them accountable, which also holds you accountable. Right. So it's this really beautiful merger of support. It's, it's funny because I thought we were going to talk about reactivity, but I think we're talking about emotional intelligence. Yeah. But um, I think part of that emotional intelligence is understanding our reactive system. And our reactive system is something that we teach in classes. Um, our risky business class really goes over the reactive mm -hmm. system. Um, so if you're interested in starting the class, we have that already for you. But the first thing that you're going to learn, even if you learned it in our class, when you take our coaching program, is you're going to learn about the reactive system and your personal reactive system. And we really dive deep into fight, flight, and fright. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's how the first those, thing we start with. Yeah, no one's allowed to to skip this part mm -hmm. because when you're going through a program, when you're building a career, when you're starting a relationship, when you're dealing with family issues, your reactive system is either engaged um, and destroying everything along its path, or you're you're more engaged with your reactive system and calming it down. And a lot of times, what I've noticed is a lot of people in our program think that reactivity. And negativity are the same mm -hmm. thing. 
and again, they're different. They're different words because they're different things. We react a lot to negative situations, but reactivity is not negativity, mm -hmm. right? And I think too, when people think of reactivity, they think of someone who is explosive and confrontational, like that's defensive, defensive yeah. um, yelling, screaming. That when we think of reactivity, we think of that, but that's only one version of reactivity. That's fight. Mm -hmm. There are two other versions. Yeah, there's you know the people pleaser. <laughs> the people pleaser. The people pleaser. That's usually the flight, uh, the fright one. Yeah, the one that's frozen. And the person that just is like, you know what? Not my problem. Right. And that's flight. You know where they're running away from it. So we've all we've all met flight. Yeah. Flight's the one that does the disappearing eggs. Yeah. But they don't. Those two are hard to spot because they don't. They're less explosive. Mm -hmm. Flight is more of avoiding, and um, fright is more of someone who is kind of like, um, what's that saying? Like head in the sand. Yeah. I had a student talk to me the other day about why she has all these crazy clients, and we really <laughs> got down to the root of it. You know, finally, she's, she's been in the program for about two years, and the reason we've, we've been in two years is because we've made so many transitions, you know, and so much growth that she's just never left. It's just been a wonderful. We have a lot of students. Yeah, we have a lot of the two, three years in. And um, she was saying, she's like, I finally figured it out. Like, my clients are so indecisive because I'm indecisive. Like, my clients don't ever book with me because I'm like, yeah, book whenever. Or let's do whatever you want to do or those things. And right. she finally was like, no, this is what we're going to do today because this is what you need. This is when you're going to book with me. This is how much you're going to pay. Right. And once she started to have those really, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Strong. Aggressive. Yeah, yeah, aggressive. Like, positive. Positive Proactively decisions. Proactively aggressive. Yeah, those, all of those. <laughs> just strong um, decisions and was confident within herself. Her whole business changed, yeah. you know? It's funny, too, because I think a lot of people out there are like, oh, I don't have a reactive system. Oh, that's my Which favorite. is, that's my favorite as well. That's 100% scientifically wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> uh you do have a reactive system uh you may not be uh in tune with what it is or you may think it's one thing a lot of people think that they're flight but they're actually fight or fright but they're actually flight so one of the things that i always tell people is that the goal is not to get rid of it you can't get rid of it mm -mm. i mean you need your reactive system if your house is burning down you need a reactive system to snap you out of it but people that are in control of their reactive system are able to run back into the house. They can make a choice if they need to go save someone or save something. That's when you're in control of your reactive yeah. system. The reactive system is telling me to run away, but I'm now, I'm now choosing my next action. So we need the reactive system so that we can stay safe and get out of uncomfortable situations. But the goal is to um, learn how to control it. And a lot of times if you're... Like, I'm a fight reactive system. Mm -hmm. So the benefits, if you need, a sh like, a shortcut, if you're, you know, if you're not in coaching and you just want to know how to start controlling it, it's usually doing the opposite of what your reactive system is, meaning my reactive system is fight. So I'm very confrontational. I'm very aggressive. Uh, if I disagree with someone, they'll probably know very quickly. Um, and to control my reactive system, I have to be more of the flight and fright situation. I have to listening to what people have to say. I have to listen, or sometimes I have to go away, mm -hmm. right? I have to walk away, which looks like flight, but sometimes yeah. it's beneficial. Depend. That's why you can never really judge someone because everyone's reactive system is different, and it may look like they're ignoring you, but they may actually be doing something very beneficial, um, which is called restriction, which is something that you kind of learn in coaching as well.
But, I remember when I first learned these when I was younger, and I remember I was like, someone said something to me that I didn't like, and I remember being like, I'm very upset right now, <laughs> and I have to remove myself from this for a second. Right. And that is control of your reactive system because I could have yelled, I could have screamed, I could have been defensive. And then I came back and I was able to say, like, that really hurt me. And these are the reasons why. Right. And that's how you should, that, like, that's how businesses need to run. You right. You know, because it's. That's emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's not, positive thinking is a wonderful thing. <laughs> positive thinking is great, but it usually. Positive thinking is suppression. Exactly. And it usually turns into. Not always, but. It's usually flight or fright. Yeah. They just call it positive thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm, you know. Someone so did something that really upset me, but like I'm just gonna stay positive about it. It's, it's like, like manifestation, no. <laughs> awesome, but don't ignore reality. You know, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ignore the fact that like you're not gonna get that billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. So it it's just be aware. Yes, all of those things, manifestation, all that positive thinking, are great things to practice. You know, we want to have a a strong mental outlook to keep us going, but at the same time, you have to be very much aware of. There has to be work. There's an earning process. You have to do things to achieve those as right. well. You can't just think it into existence. The other thing, too, is instead of positive thinking, we should just have proactive thinking because there are times where you have to have an argument. Yeah. It's the, and it's the most proactive thing that needs to happen. And, or there are times where you need to yell and stand up for yourself. Like, that, it doesn't make it negative because it doesn't look right. There right? is no right and wrong in emotional intelligence. Right. There is no bad and good. It's are, are you in control of your emotions? You can be yelling. But are you choosing that or is it uncontrollable? Yeah. Right? Which was the time when people start yelling at us. And listen, when we deal with, when we're in salons, it's one of the most reactive environments. You're A, you're, you know you're reactive when you're completely unconscious. And I think salons are some of the most unconscious places because you don't have to think, like, you know your client, you go grab 6N, you put it in your bowl, you grab 20 volume, you grab, you know, you have like... And I guarantee you, if you were to record salons, everybody would have the same paths over and over and over again of how they go, where they, how they walk to the back room, how they do this, how they do that. And when those things get interrupted, that's when we feel like we're getting reactive because we're so unconscious the whole day. Yeah. Right? The best days that we have are the ones where, like, something strange happened today. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it kind of shakes us. But and you have something to talk about. But I really think that if we can get all the salon owners first to become more proactive and less reactive, we would have a lot less uh, people going to rent on their own because they hate their boss or opening salons and then making the same exact mistakes their boss made because that's really how salons get open. A lot of times, because we don't live in an environment where, for example, if I work for someone and they're my my boss, I'm probably going to have to hide the fact that I want to open my own salon. They're probably not going to support me and it's going to make them upset and reactive. So I have to start hating them because if I don't start hating them, it's not going to be easy to leave. Yeah. So then I create this whole thing where I hate my boss. And the we have job this, is miserable. Yeah. So that I can go open a place without feeling guilty. And we have all created that. It just keeps happening. But there's very. I mean, if there was a rule book or like <laughs> that would be in it. Right. <laughs> that is the way everybody does things. Very rarely. Are can there... you imagine going to your boss and being like, I want to open a salon and the boss being like, I think that's an incredible idea. Yeah. How can I support you? How can I invest in you? How can I make this happen with you? Right. We don't think like that because hairdressers don't naturally. If someone doesn't want to work for you, let them go. Right. <laughs> or if they want to go off on their own, give them the money, become an investor, make more money. Yeah. Right. It's like 
all these answers are very simple and all the things we learn in coaching usually are very simple. Your student's revelation is kind of an example. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, a very answer. simple. Everything uh, always starts with you. Right. Everything is your fault. Everything starts with you. You have control over everything and we forget that. Everything, we forget how much power we truly have. Right. And Every, we let everything else rip it away. I think that's I think that's the one thing in coaching that people really that people really um get from us is that they they go through a phase and I know I've gone through this phase where with Mike that should be mentioned as well that you and I also have coaches. Yeah. It's not like we're just making this Yeah. Nonsense and we up. hold each other accountable yeah. constantly. But one of the things I remember going through and still go through is like that that realization of like um just when I thought I overcame something, there's something new to mm-hmm. work on. And I think the people that are in our program for a long time, they're prepared for that. Yeah. And they're it never stops. That. And you know you're growing and you know you're on the right path if you're hitting challenges more frequent and they get easier to accomplish. Right. To overcome. That's right. how you know you're really in a state of growth. So people are like, okay, well, I'm going to take, um, I'm, I finished my nine months and I'm, I'm just going to like live in this for a little bit. And it's like, cool. that's how you got in this situation in the first place. Like, <laughs> we got to, we got to, what's next? What's I've had the same thing? coach since I was 16. I'm now 29. That's 13 years. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how people get through life without some sort of, again, your parents already have a tough job. They cannot. They cannot be your coach. Yeah. Your friends have their own lives. They are not trying to be your coach. Yeah. And as much as everybody thinks they have a great support system, there's never enough support to actually get where you're trying to go. And yeah, you have to pay for that. You have to pay for people's Absolutely. time, right? We all have, have therapists in New York. Yeah. New <laughs> I York. just came from my therapy appointment to come here to do another <laughs> therapy appointment in this podcast. So it's, it, and I have, a, I have a coach and we have a business coach as well. Um, and I could not imagine not having those outlets in my life. I it's would all not part be able to do what I do. Building your network, right? Everyone gets where they get because of who they know and who they speak to. And coaching is one of those outlets, right? When you become a student of Destroy the Hairdresser, you not only get a coach and you not only get advice, but you're now connected to a giant network of people that are thinking differently, doing business differently, working on their reactive behavior, going through challenges, sharing their stories with each other. And now you have a whole support system that speaks the same language. And I think I think a lot of companies try to do that and they haven't figured it out, but we have a secret weapon. We are not connected to a product company right now, right? We're not connected to, we're not making money through selling someone product and getting them, you know what I mean? Like we're, we really made something that we wanted. Yeah. I wanted that. I wish I could be a student of our. Me too. I would have loved this back in the day. Program. We made a lot of different choices, but the choices we made got us here, so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what um I want to go back to you know building your network when you said that it kind of sparked something that we used to say all the time um is like building your board oh yeah like a board of directors mm-hmm. like who are those people like when you when you look at you at the top as the you know the the main bitch okay <laughs> then who's under you you know is it your advisors your spiritual advisors your Business advisors, is it, you know, your um, therapist? Is it your mentor that you have? For most people, it's Google. Yeah. And that's where, it go- that's where it goes wrong. Who's supporting you? Who are the people around you that you have to help you? It's hard. I mean, we used to actually teach that in our program. And we had a, we ho- we had a whole thing. Maybe we should bring that back. Mm-hmm. But we had a whole thing where you had to reach out to these people and formally ask them. 
to be part of the support system that you were building. I was reading all these old things. I was looking for inspiration through all our old files. And I was like, wow, we had such great content that we've weeded out in and out. And I'm like, some of it has to come back. Yeah, we'll bring it back. Yeah. But that's why we, we set up our curriculum the way it is. It, we can add to it, change it. Do whatever we want. I said to my student this morning, I was like, it's your curriculum, boo. What right. do you want? What do you want? It's your coaching program. What do you want out of right. it? Right. I think a lot of people sign up thinking like, okay, I'm going to learn step one and step two and step three. It's like no. you, you're going to learn step one, maybe two and three, because there are we have three things that are pretty foundational. Try to hit in the beginning. Um, but it's a choose your own adventure. Yeah. Everyone needs different things. It's really based off. So when you first sign up with a coach, um, one of the things that we ask you is what your goals are. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much try to hit all those goals within nine months or at yeah. least get you set up to I mean, I look at that as a challenge. How we get there is, is how it gets unique. <laughs> adventure. That's how it gets a little bit bizarre. But we hold you accountable to it. You said you wanted this. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. Yeah, you signed up. You had the desire to, to change. What's a warning that you would give people? For the program? Mm-hmm. Uh, be ready to be uncomfortable. Yeah. In the best way possible. I would say don't even sign up or start or... If you're afraid of discomfort. Yeah. Like, don't even reach out. Yeah. Just listen to our podcast. Stay where you are. <laughs> One day you'll be ready. Yeah. I think the most successful people we have had in our program are the people that have followed us for a year or so on Instagram, have listened to our podcast for about a year, and then something happens around that year mark where they're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to jump. No one ever joins our program like, everything's great. Everything's fine in my business. Actually, one person, Yeah, someone did. <laughs> someone did call, and I had a consultation with her, and I was asking her where her challenges are because that's, that's those are the areas we need to work on. And she told me that she didn't have any challenges. Yeah. And I said, why do you need a coach? And she said, or why do you, oh, I just like, you know, having someone on my side. And it's great. I mean, yeah. that's great that she's there, but I can't do my job yeah. unless there are breakdowns. And if you don't have breakdowns, that's almost scary. Yeah. Right? If you don't have breakdowns, are you growing? Yeah. You know, like, uh, I feel like I have a breakdown every day, <laughs> mentally. The bottom line is you're paying for, you're paying for the coach. Yeah. And you're paying to be uncomfortable and you're paying, it's like hiring a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be great, but it's worth it. And it's not going to work unless you show up to it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what would you say a warning is? A warning for our program? Warning, warning. I'm like seeing sirens in my head. Um, I think. Or a suggestion. Or a tip. I think a warning I would give people. It's, that it's just not going to be easy. It's yeah. like, I think our program is really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I, I have uncomfortable conversations with my students where like, I have to call them out or I have to push them in an area that maybe they didn't want to be pushed in. Like, yeah. It's not like it's not rainbows and butterflies in this program. Yeah. Right. It's but it's real support. Mm-hmm. Right. Um But then those moments of ahas and oh like yeah, those success moments. Those success moments where the rainbows and butterflies do come out are like Yeah. Like cry. Like you don't even yeah. everybody's crying. It's so good. Like when 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 you have those those moments of just like I get it. This is what I have to do with I can't believe I didn't do that sooner. I can't believe I, I waited years to raise my prices and charge my worth right. when no one even batted an eye. Yeah. I, I've never seen, just FYI, I have never seen I was just talking about this today. a walkout of clients ever 
with ev- any of my students, with anybody I've ever talked to, every or raising person, your prices. Every person that we've worked with, Sid and I and all of our other coaches, we have always raised people's prices at least by 40%. I mean, like, yeah. ridiculous amounts of money. And no one says anything. Yeah. And then they wish they would have done more. I think one time uh, a student lost one person, and she hated that client anyway, so it was worth it. <laughs> I was, and, and my thing is, is, I always tell people, like, you might lose a couple people, but you're putting yourself in a different bracket of the community. Right. Where you're charging a different amount, so you're taking a different clientele. You, you want a different clientele based on your new price point. You want your ideal client to come it's in. It's like everyone forgot that. that there were wealthy people I know. willing to pay for quality Get out of people's things. pockets. And I don't care if you're in the middle of Arkansas. Which I have a student that is. There are lots of wealthy people everywhere. Every county, every city, every town, no matter how small, there are the wealthy and there are the people that are spending money. And those are the reason why the town and is functioning. And people are they will pay for beauty. Yep. When the economy goes down, sales and beauty go up. But we have five coaches. Yeah. We have five people that are available, ready to help you, ready to talk to you. We wanted to do the podcast a little bit more about the program because I don't know people. I think when people follow us for a year, I think they're like piecing together what we do. Yeah. But I think maybe this will kind of. I kind of like that because it makes them go figure it out. Yeah. And a lot of times we're like, I don't know what it is, but now I'm ready. And I think that's the desire part. Like if you had a desire to figure out what something is and how it works. That's the warning I have that you have to have desire to do this. Yeah. Don't do it because you think you should. Don't do it because you can. Don't do it because your friend did it and you want to do what your friend does. Like, you need to have desire to make it happen. It's the same with anything, right? With the gym, you have to desire to lose weight, desire to gain muscle. And a lot of people start, and you can tell, we can tell, we're trained to tell. You know, someone doesn't have, like, a strong desire to move forward, and sometimes we just have to let them. Yeah. We have to let people go. Yeah, we've had to do that, too. We don't need the money. It's all about... You don't need to spend the money. We don't need it. The reward is is transforming you and transforming your careers. And I think that's why we got into this to begin with is to help and um, work with as many hairstylists as we can. So there's there's plenty of different options to uh, connect with us. Um, if you go to destroythehairdresser.com, you can fill out a form with your information. There's a little link to it on our bio, mm-hmm. on our Instagram, the on bio Instagram. link. And uh, you fill out that form and... One of our coaches will contact you, and you get a complimentary conversation with them. Um, they'll tell you, you know, there's been students that I've talked to. I'm like, I don't think this is a good program for you, right. or you know, this would be perfect for you. Um, so they will, the coach, whether it's David or myself or any of our coaches, um, which by the way, all of our coaches were coaches were students at one point who overcame so many challenges that they used all the tools. Yeah, they used all the tools to become coaches, and that was the thing is like. We want our coaches to be able to teach from experience. So mm-hmm. all of our coaches have been through the program so they can say to their students, I've been there. Yeah, I've done it. Mm-hmm. I've overcome it, and it looks fine on the other side. Yeah. So you can have a complimentary conversation. Um, you can pick who you want to talk to, or you can say no preference. Uh, it doesn't matter. And we also have classes. Um, I'll be teaching a class in Austin on August 4th. Mm-hmm. Super excited. I'm teaching the Destroy Bad Business, all about um, growing who you are as an individual and um, getting rid of bad business practices. And then um, we have another class on September 9th. Yes. In Minnesota. With Kate Kent. Kate Kent. And super excited. Uh, is that Destroy Bad Business as well? That's also Destroy Bad Business. Yep. And then we also have another class, Risky Business, which doesn't have a date yet, 
Um, but if you would like to be a host, you can host either one of these classes. Or um, we, have we have a new class coming by the end of the year, too. Yeah, we have new classes coming in by the end of the year, which will probably be launched in the new year. And um, Or you can be a part of our coaching program, wherever you choose. Yep. Please, no it's one. It's also choose your adventure of how you stay connected <laughs> with us. Podcast, Instagram, coaching. Visit the website if you want to look at classes. They're all there. Um, if you want to read what we've talked about today and see more about the coaching program, it is on the website under the coaching tab. We have a blog there for you that yeah. we're building, and everything's everything's there to to support you no matter where you are. Yeah, and in this whole journey, we talk a lot about emotional intelligence, but there are a little a lot of physical aspects that we hit as well. I mean, we we hardcore dive into um, money, money management, um, building. wealth, building wealth, brand building, networking, social media, Instagram, um, how to have proactive confrontations, like all of the tools that you would need to be. A strong business owner, whether you are by yourself in your little studio, behind the chair working for someone else, or a salon owner, um, we have the tools to support you. Yeah. So please reach out to us. Thanks for listening. Sid's losing your voice. I know. And I feel like I'm really getting to lie. Like, yeah, you're getting, really it's getting quieter and quieter. Probably mm-hmm. the first time ever. Are you loving it? If you, <laughs> if you listen to any of our other podcasts. My girlfriend loves this voice situation right now. <laughs> Sid's voice is always overpowering mine. Um, <laughs> You speak from the diaphragm. I would laugh so hard if my voice is still louder than yours in this. <laughs> but um, thanks for listening. I think we're, do, are we out of, what, how long has it been? We've said enough. Yeah. They get it. They get the point. It's only been uh, 37 minutes. That's Great. Fine. 37 minutes. And you guys That's have seven minutes too long. They all stopped listening about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we will see you all, or you'll hear from us in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah. Perfect. Hopefully we'll have a guest. Surprise. A new guest. We don't even know. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Make sure to reach out to us on Instagram at Destroy the Hairdresser. And for more information on all things DTH, visit us at DestroyTheHairdresser.com. Rich. Rich, what is, uh, what the weirdest podcast that he has in the studio? I feel like listeners want to know. Um, I don't want to name names. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't want to throw anybody on the bus. But Let's there is one that we record at our other location that has very odd guests on Whoa. it. Ooh. Like, like uh, he's oddities. doing, yeah, he'll be doing one later tonight. You're doing Oh, it's one? at night? This is they, Max. He's they, not an engineer here. Yeah. Do okay. they always do it at night? It is usually at night. It usually, the guests are, some of them are like porn stars. Um, We should get a porn star on ours. I know, right? It's literally, yeah, like this guy finds crazy people in That's where we find all our guests. And that's the whole, (laughs) that's the whole thing. Kind of. We do it to video. It's a video? Yeah. You guys do video? It's crude. Yeah, Uh. the other, in the other spot. But there's just... It's crazy. You get all walks of life in the place. I feel like we need to up our podcast game now. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're boring compared to that. Yeah. Let's That's bring a monkey in. We need a monkey. Let's bring it like a giraffe <laughs> in the studio. That's crazy. Get wild. Porn star. I think we could do a porn star. <laughs>